Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. Right in the middle of hard times, chaos, disorder, pandemics, you can expect if you will stay true to God, you can expect to find favor with God. Now, listen to this. If you continue to trust God, stay in step with the Holy Spirit, then the Bible makes this promise. Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth you. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth you. And the word perfect here means cause you to reach your expected end. Cause you to reach you're expected in. The Passion Translation says, this is how God will do it. You keep every promise you've ever made to me. This is how God will cause your expected in to become a reality. He keeps every promise that he's ever made to you. The Message Translation says, you will finish what you started in me. Hallelujah. Does anybody in here say, God has started something in me? Well, look at somebody and tell them, it is not over yet. Amen. So the path that you're on right now, even though it might be filled with trouble and adversity, if you won't give up, if you won't give up, if you won't give up. You know, folks, if there was any other way to win besides not giving up, don't you think in 52 years I would have figured it out by now? I don't know any other way. Don't give up. Don't give up. I think it's so interesting, too, that God took a quitter and taught him how to not give up and make a winner out of him, praise God. Because I was, I was not uh, a man of great fortitude before I came to the Lord. I was a great starter, but I wasn't a great finisher. But after I came to the Lord and got my heart full of God's word, quitting, giving up became a thing of the past. That is not even a part of my life. Doesn't, it doesn't come into my thought life. Praise God. And God has honored it. And he's no respecter of persons. He'll do the same for you. Can somebody say amen? amen. <clears throat> so no matter if the path you're on right now is filled with trouble and adversity, if you won't give up, then God is going to turn things around for you. He's not through with you yet. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, it's not over until I win. Determine that you're going to stay in faith and determine that you will never give up. Now, Micah chapter 7, verses 7 and 8 are some of my favorite verses. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. And... Uh, but it's worthy of repeating, praise God. Micah 7 and verses 7 and 8. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait. Is it up there? Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Now notice, I will wait. That implies I will never give up. I will wait. 
And it also implies no matter how long it takes. You see, if you have the attitude, well, if it don't happen by tomorrow, I'm, I'm done. I'm through. I don't want to live this way anymore. Well, what if it doesn't happen by tomorrow? That doesn't mean God's word is not true. That doesn't mean that God's fallen off his throne. That doesn't mean that Jesus has been overtaken by the devil and now the devil's Lord. No. Wait. Wait. You know, have you ever noticed uh, all the restaurants in Burleson right after church time are full by the time you get there? The Baptists lit out early, I guess. I don't know. The Methodists, the Presbyterians, the Catholics, they all get there ahead of us. And we have to wait. And wait. And wait. And wait. And wait. And wait. And we get tired of waiting. Anybody ever get tired of waiting for a table at a restaurant? All right, I'm going to cast out lying devils in just a minute. You know you have. That's the reason a lot of times Carol and I go downtown. There's not a lot of people in the restaurants downtown. By the time you get in a restaurant in Burleson and get done, it's 3.30 in the afternoon by the time you get home. We go downtown. I shouldn't tell this secret. Now now you'll all be going downtown. (laughs) And it, it takes a little while to get from here to downtown, but you get on Chisholm Trail, don't take long. And you can go in PF chains and there may be two other tables of people or some of the other restaurants downtown. And you don't have to wait all that long, you know. People get tired of waiting. And it's one thing to get tired of waiting on a restaurant, but don't ever get tired of waiting on God. Amen. Don't ever get tired of waiting on God. Because he will come through for you. He's the faithful God. Now, once again, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Salvation is an all-inclusive word. It means it denotes deliverance, preservation, safety, peace, prosperity, health, harmony. That's, that's what salvation includes. And notice it says, I will wait for my God, the God of my salvation. So isn't that what you're desiring? Deliverance, pres- preservation, safety, peace, health, harmony. Then it's worth waiting for. And God promises that he will come through. Verse 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. In other words, it's not over yet, Satan. I might be down, but I'm not out yet. Amen? Don't strike up the band just yet, Satan. I might be down, but I'm capable of getting back up. The most natural thing to do when you fall is get back up. You've heard me give this illustration before. If, I, if I'm walking across this platform and accidentally fell off, landed in the floor on my back, and you come back next week and I'm still laying there, 
somebody would come up and say, Brother Jerry, why are you still laying here? Well, last week I fell. (laughs) Well, yeah, we saw you fall. But are you hurt? I don't think so. Well, why don't you get up? Oh, you don't understand, I fell. (laughs) That's dumb. Amen? In fact, if I accidentally fell off that platform, I'm going to get up so quick and hope to God you didn't see me fall. Because <laughs> I've had it happen before. <laughs> Amen. We were in Hot Springs, Arkansas. You know the place you're in. We were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, out in a field, a pasture. It's a ranch. They, they used to have camp there, Brook Hill Ranch. And, uh, and I was preaching. And they, they, had a, they made a platform out of two four-by-eight sheets of plywood and, and nailed them to a, a, a stand that was about, oh, maybe this high. And that was my platform. And people are sitting out in front of me. It's an outside thing. And, and every once in a while, a cow would walk by right between me and the, <laughs> me and the audience, you know. At least I got a response when he walked by. He said, Ooh. That's cow talk for amen, brother. Amen. And so, uh, <clears throat> and they had a little band, and, and the, the band uh, had all their instruments on the side of the platform. And the drums were over here. And the guy that played the guitar, he, he leaned his guitar up on a stand, you know. And I'm preaching. And back then, I preached it so fast, you had to buy the tape, slow it down to figure out what I said. Because I didn't know if anybody would ask me to come back again, so I preached everything anew in one sermon, you know, <laughs> real fast. And so, man, I'm, I'm preaching on there, and I'm going, and I mean, I am, I am shucking the corn, as Jesse would say. And I got too close to the edge and fell off, and my bottom landed in the bass drum. My arms and legs are sticking out of the bass drum. Everybody got up to see where I went. And I'm, I'm sitting in the bass drum. I said, Lord, what do I do now? He said, Micah 7, 8, and do it quick, boy. I said, Micah 7, 8, Micah 7, 8. It says, when I fall, I shall arise. He said, do it quick, boy. Don't ask any more questions. I said, what do I tell the people? He said, don't say anything about the fall. Just take up where you left off. So I come out of that bass drum, got right back up there, and just took up where I left off. Now, right after the service, there was a lady came up to me and said, Brother Jerry, how come you to fall? I said, it was an accident. But did you see that recovery? She said, do you fall often? I said, ma'am, I'm going to talk to you about the fall. Let's talk about the recovery. She said, I've never seen a preacher fall off the platform before. I said, lady, I'm not going to talk to you about the fall. Let's talk about the recovery. She said, is there something wrong with you? Do we need to pray for you? I said, lady, I'm not talking to you about the fall. Let's talk about the recovery. See, some people fall and they spend the rest of their life talking about the fall. Amen. He said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Amen. If the devil's knocked you down, get up. 
Get up, hallelujah. Amen. In fact, uh, Proverbs 24, 16 says, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. You might get down, get knocked down seven times. But the way to win is get up eight. Amen. The devil's knocked me down seven times, brother. Well, all you got to do win is get up another time. Get up eight times. Amen. Many of you have heard me share this story. And um, I can't help it because every time I read Micah 7, 8, I think of it. When I, was, when I was a young boy, uh, my dad and I used to love to listen to boxing on the, on the radio before we got a television. Anybody remember those days? Am I the oldest one in the building? <laughs> we didn't have a television set. Mary, my mother-in-law, thank you, Mary, remembers those days. And dad and I would be right up next to that radio listening to the boxing matches, Rocky Marciano. And... Uh, uh, my favorite old-time boxer was Archie Moore. And uh, I, I, I'd watch those. I'd listen to those. Then we finally got a television set. And on Friday nights, they'd have the Friday night fights sponsored by Gillette. And then eventually sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Beer, I guess. And uh, so Dad and I are glued to that television set. But I always loved it when Archie Moore was fighting. He was my favorite old-time boxer. And I just happened to bring some statistics this morning to show you what a great boxer he was. He fought, he had one of the longest professional careers in the history of boxing. He competed from 1935 to 1963. He had a total of 220 fights, winning 186 of them, losing only 23 times, and won by knockout 132 times. Some of these boxers, they think they're the best of all time. They ain't got a clue. There's one he calls himself the best of all time. I call him MD, most deceived of all time. <laughs> As of December the 20th of 2020, Archie Moore was ranked the third greatest pound-for-pound boxer of all time. One of his most memorable fights, and I saw it on television, my dad and I watching it on television, was in 1958 in Montreal, Canada. Uh, Archie was light heavyweight champion, and he was defending his his title against a, a tough Canadian by the name of Yvonne Durrell. Yvonne Durrell knocked Archie down three times in the first round. And Archie got up. Darrell knocked Archie down again in the fifth round. And Archie got up. And then in the tenth round, Archie knocked Darrell down. And in the eleventh round, Archie knocked Darrell out and retained his light heavyweight title. Now, I was invited years ago to do a conference in Phoenix. And it was with professional and uh, collegiate athletes. Either they were there because they were currently athletes, professional or collegiate, or retired. And we had about somewhere close to 3,000 men and women in that meeting. The other speakers were Coach Tom Landry of the Cowboys, 
and Bart Starr, former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, two of my heroes, and I was one of the speakers along with them. And that night I spoke, I told this story about Archie because I was preaching out of Micah 7, 8, and I said, at the end of it, I said, Archie must have known Micah 7, 8, and much to my surprise, a man got up in the back of the building and said, you're too young to remember that fight. How do you remember that fight? And it was Archie Moore. <laughs> my childhood hero. Got to meet Archie after the service, and uh, uh, what, a, what a thrill it was. How many of you remember when George Foreman made a comeback and fought again for the heavyweight title? And he eventually fought a man by the name of Michael Moore. Jesse and I were preaching in Detroit. And that fight was coming on Saturday night. And we got out of the meeting and went back to our room. <clears throat> I said, Jesse, I've arranged to watch that fight tonight. You want to come to my room and watch it with me? Yeah. So we went to my room. And uh, they'd already had all the preliminary fights. But by the time we got out of the meeting, the, the fight with with uh, uh, George Foreman and Michael Moore, thank you. And uh, it was just starting. And I noticed Jesse's over there rolling his eyes. He's about to fall asleep. I said, Jesse, stay awake, boy. You're going to miss this. And Michael Moore was winning the fight. I said, Jesse, stay awake. One punch. George Foreman kicks like a mule. One punch can knock that guy out. Just, just stay awake. It might come any minute now. <clears throat> well, in a little while, that one punch knocked Michael Moore on his back. He couldn't get up. Jesse was asleep. And I jumped over the coffee table shouting. He said, what happened? What happened? I said, you missed it. And guess who was in the corner that night as the trainer for George Foreman? Archie Moore. Archie Moore. Why? Because he just believed when I fall, I shall arise. You just keep getting back up. Can you say amen? amen? So if you are on a path right now where you've been knocked down a few times, it's not over, folks. When I fall, I shall arise. Look at your neighbor and say, when I fall, when I, fall I, shall I shall arise. No matter how many times I get knocked down, I will arise. Amen. Now, the Apostle Paul adds to this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Now, let me read it to you how the religious mind reads it. We're troubled on every side. Oh, yes, hallelujah. We are perplexed. Oh, dear Jesus. We are persecuted. Oh, yes, amen. We are cast down. Oh, dear Jesus, help us. That's not what it says. It says we are troubled on every side yet. In other words, the story's not over yet. Not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, we might, we, we, message translation says, 
We've been surrounded and battered by trouble, but we're not demoralized. God hasn't left our side. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let getting knocked down, don't let adversity and trouble demoralize you. Amen. The Bible says, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Another translation says, I might get knocked down, but you will never knock me out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 17, you're very familiar with it. I'm going to read the latter part from the Amplified Bible. The King James starts out with, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The Amplified Bible adds, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Amen. That simply means you were born to win. I said you were born to win. Hallelujah. You were not born to fail. You were born to win. Now the word triumph means to have a successful ending. To have a successful ending. And that's where you're headed this morning. Praise God. Now let me wrap it up with this. Just a couple of stories here. And I won't ask you to turn. You can look them up later. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is during the time of the flood, as you recall, a time when there was great chaos in the earth. But the Bible says right in the middle of it, Noah and his sons found favor with God. Now, Noah was not even a born-again man. Jesus hadn't come and surrendered his life to the cross and shed his blood in our behalf. Not yet. So we're talking about someone who's not even born again. How much more can you and I expect to find the favor of God in our adversity if this man found it in his adversity? The story of God rescuing Noah is what theologians refer to as being typological. That's a word I learned this morning. Typological. Hallelujah. I feel smarter even than I was yesterday. Hallelujah. And it means once you see God doing something once, it becomes a type of the things that he will do in the future. So God or Noah finding favor with God in a chaos. It's a type of what God will do for his people in the days ahead. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. So you're going to find favor. You're not going to lose this battle. You're not going to be destroyed. These hard times are subject to change. Favor is on its way. Hallelujah. Put your hands up like this. Say, come on, favor. Come on, favor. Amen. Now, just one book later, we find the story of Noah in Genesis. One book later, the book of Exodus, shows you God doing it again. And you know the story. Exodus chapter 12, verse 36, God is delivering his people out of the hands of Pharaoh. The Lord gave the people favor. Oh, there it is again. The Lord gave the people favor. That's what you can expect Right in the middle of hard times, chaos, disorder, pandemics, you can expect if you will stay true to God, you can expect to find favor with God. 
Amen. His favor is going to manifest in various ways. In fact, I believe we are headed for unprecedented days of favor. Amen. Amen. Gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And verse 51 says, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. The point is, if we refuse to give up, we keep our eyes on God, then he is going to deliver us out of our hard times, just like he did Noah, just like he did the children of Israel. Why? Because it's typological. (laughs) Hallelujah. David once declared Psalm 30 verse 1 from the Passion Translation, Lord, I will exalt you and lift you high, for you have lifted me up, you have made me to triumph. And once again, the word triumph means to have a successful ending. Amen. And verse 5 says, now here I am fully restored. I love that. That's, that's, that's your end. Now here I am fully restored. Look at your neighbor and say, that's my story. Here I am fully restored. And give the Lord a good shout. Praise God. Amen. What should you do when life gets hard? How should you respond to setbacks, failures, and times of trouble? Today's special offer, the God Will Rescue You special package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part audio series, In Hard Times, God Will Rescue You. His best-selling book, The God of the Breakthrough Will Visit Your House, and the eye-opening book, The Nature of Faith. Discover how supernatural intervention is on the way. Obstacles preventing your breakthrough are about to be removed. In this package, Jerry teaches how to respond to adversity, how faith can grow or decrease, how to get out of survival mode, and how to receive your breakthrough. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the God Will Rescue You special package. Be inspired to see God take unfavorable circumstances and turn them around for your benefit. Let Jerry strengthen your faith and understanding of God's breakthrough power. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I trust that the program has been such an inspiration to your faith, and I believe that you are now in position to experience a major breakthrough from God. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on His Word. God always comes through when we dare to trust Him, dare to take Him at His Word, and I'm telling you, God is going to rescue you in your troubled time. So just stay in faith. Don't give up, refuse to back down, and just expect God to do the miraculous. Amen. Before we leave the air, let me remind you once again of our special resource package, three CDs on the message that we've been talking about. In hard times, God will rescue you. This is God's promise to every one of us. God is not going to let you fail. God is not going to let you down. God is going to come through for you. And then right along with it, a book that I wrote some time back, The God of the Breakthrough Will Visit Your House. This is a powerful book. It has gone around the world. We still get testimonies from people talking about how that this book has positioned them to experience major breakthroughs in their life. It's part of the package. And then also we wanted to include a book that I wrote a number of years ago entitled The Nature of Faith teaching you how that your faith can be developed, how that it can grow, and how that it can put you in position to experience what once seemed impossible is now 
possible. So this is a special resource package we have available for you this week. Go online, jerrysavelle.org. Place your order today while it's fresh on your mind. We'll get it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Join us again next time. And remember this, your faith will overcome the world.